Hello, bonjour, guten tag, and welcome to Car News Weekly, Season 2, Episode 5. My name is James Toomey, and I'm joined I'm by Harry my good friend, Harry Murphy. Um, and on today's episode, it actually is going to be a really good one. And as I say that all the time, but I think this one is going to be one of our best ones yet. Because, obviously, journalist Mr. Murphy was on location in Spain doing some doing some journalism for us at the Spanish Grand Prix, which he will be talking about on this episode. And we also have a review of that race and the Monaco Grand Prix as well, which happened last week. Um, Two fantastic Grand Prix um, and loads more to come. So I'm going to let you, Harry, start away with the first segment, which would be Budget Car. And today, me and James have both chose 1960s, Classics. I chose the Mercedes 300 SL. James chose the Aston Martin DB5, the most legendary car of the 1960s. James Bond still uses it today in No Time to Die. I'll get to that. I'll have a whole segment on that. But Harry, tell us about your Mercedes. Right. So, um, it's a right. Yeah, so it is a great car. It has a water cooled three liter, of uh, two hundred and fifty horsepower engine. It's a straight six. Um, packs a punch. It's a decently fast car. Um, it, it its max torque would be two hundred seventeen pounds per square foot, or you know thirty kg per square meter, and the maximum power. As I said, is two fifty um horsepower and six thousand one hundred RPM. Um, so it's a fast car, especially for its time. Like back then yeah. in the sixties and like by well, like late fifties was when this was made. But yeah, like that general era, um, that was really fast, and they actually used to use it in like races and stuff, like not F one or anything. But they used to use it in a lot of um like road r- road races, as in like you know like you can enter your own car or whatever. Yeah, um, no. They used what what they what used you said? As well. Yeah, like what you said there, two hundred and fifty horsepower or something for a car of that of that age. That's actually a phenomenal a phenomenal um engine power. So yeah, you would understand why they put that into races and that sort of thing because like that is that was kind of unheard of at the time, I suppose. Yeah, and um, in the Le Mans, uh, it had an average speed of 155 kilometers an hour for 24 wow. hours, and it came second in it. But, like, that's unbelievable. Like, for late 50s, 155 kilometers an hour, if you put that into perspective on a normal road, the highest legal speed limit here in Ireland, and I'm fairly sure in the UK and in most countries, is 120. And like a lot of today's cars struggle to reach that speed like cars like the smaller one liter engines can't reach that speed like in a fiat but now you've got a car that is it was 1960 and it can do 150 on average on a track that has loads of corners that's just kind of unbelievable yeah and that was in 1952 so pictured 70 years ago at this point like actually exactly 70 years ago like it's doing 155 24 hours straight that's that's mad that is crazy yeah um so yeah it's generally like look up a picture and it's a it's an amazing car um yeah convertible 
like you know like that's roadster version like the roadster version is um it's convertible and you can yeah. also get ones that have like wing, wing doors so like you know like they instead of opening sideways they would like go up that would be a pricier model but still looks really cool but not many of them have been made so you know um yeah class car looks nice probably drives really nice has a mad mad engine um yeah no i would certainly agree with you there it is a lovely car um but i think it won't be beaten this week by the aston martin db5 so the aston martin db5 was is probably one of the most iconic cars ever it was only produced for three years they only made a thousand of them um aston martin the maker of it obviously but i mean the style of that car lego recently released a james bond edition which i'll get to i'll get to the james bond part of it in a second but then that's probably why it's so iconic but they also released a model of this lego did so it must be have some sort of you know kind of crazy ability um, and love generally in the public to be to be able to get a lego model made out of it um so if i go to what it was so it was, it was a two-door car very very nice um the rear wheel drive and it was produced from 1963 to 1965 and um, it had up to 325 brake horsepower which uh, was an is again is an incredible amount of horsepower top speed 233 kilometers an hour so again very similar to the mercedes which as you said the 150 was an average speed so it definitely went faster than that but um that is still a phenomenal speed the weight of it was 1500 kg um and it had a four liter engine um, an incline six one of those as well with three carburetors um, they also made a convertible version they made a vantage version um, a shooting brake version and loads of other different versions but um, I think I'm going to get to the thing that made it really which was James Bond so as if you've listened to the other episodes which if you haven't listen back to them because it goes the listener fellowship and just follow and share it with someone as well but um as you know, I'm a avid James Bond fan. I really like the film series. I've seen them all many times, but I suppose it kind of made its first appearance in Goldfinger, which is an iconic film, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen. I don't think you've seen it, Harry. Um, but I, yeah, it I is. It, it it is a great. It's a great film. Recommended, by the way. But it comes into this film, um with a very iconic scene you should look it up where q kind of introduces it it's got an ejector seat which is used in the film it's got guns that come behind the headlights it's got tire spikes it's got a revolving number plate for switzerland germany england um and it's just it's really really cool um and then it also then appears in thunderball where it's also kind of used like that the same car which was the film after goldfinger and then it kind of it wasn't in the f- the franchise for a while until Goldeneye 1995. They brought it back in. Then you have it in Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough. And then it came in in Casino Royale as well, which is 
a big play for it as well. That's uh, No Time to Die and Goldfinger were probably the three biggest films it was in. Um, but yeah, it was it was in that um, as well. Uh, then you it's in Skyfall, which it looks absolutely stunning in Skyfall. Inspector, it's not in it um, because Q was rebuilding it after the events of Skyfall. Um, and then obviously it's in No Time to Die as well. But um, they built eight replica Aston Martin DB5 stunt cars for that film as well. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the Aston Martin DB5. It's a phenomenally yeah. iconic car. Um, I would definitely... I'll just look it myself. up. Yeah. The Mercedes, um, the 300 SL, its top speed is two kilometers an hour faster. It's 235 kilometers an hour. And that made the it the fastest production car of its time. So... In the 50s to the 70s, the fastest like mass-produced car that wasn't meant specifically designed for racing is the fastest car. Well, well, that's that's tiny margins, really. Like, and um, they'd both do the speeds you'd want it to um to do. But no, it they're basically the same, really. If you're gonna if you're gonna buy one over the other over two, a two kilometers an hour extra speed. Like, yeah, I don't really know what you're doing to be honest. Um. But yeah, I definitely prefer the DB5. Harry, I don't know if you'll feel the same, but um, I prefer the DB5. Uh, yeah, and just to add in there, Lego made a very cool model of the Goldfinger one. I said that earlier, but they had all the um, all the the cool gadgets that I described on the Goldfinger one in it as well. So that was a very cool model. I recommend you get that if you're into Lego. It was um, I enjoyed playing that as well and building that. So uh yeah um harry what's your verdict on the two cars i say we should break down to a poll another poll yeah yeah, yeah i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of thinking that as well because like we can decide but i'm always going to pick my one most of the time harry you have a very big reputation of just picking your own um, uh, no, no, don't say that james half the time you say i choose my own ones and off camera you say oh no i actually thought your one was better that was one time though that was one time that was i thought times. about it and that the uh, record show it was multiple times so you know no, one time one time today. that happened one time one time maybe he's lying today um but never know no so yeah do vote in that poll anyone who's listening go and follow us on twitter um and vote in that poll as well um because you see all our updates everything we're doing and it's just it's worth to go and do that there on there and support the podcast as well so um is that is that everything from budget car? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so we move on to the Monaco Grand Prix first, and then I'll give my review on the Spanish finish. Let's move on to the Spanish to the Monegasque Grand Prix. Even um, so, uh, it started very, very, very wet in Monaco. I will say that. Would you agree with me? Yeah, it was red flagged, like the formation just... Yeah, the safety car led them off and it was just really, really, really wet. It was absolutely downpouring. Um, I was even surprised that they started, to be honest. Um, it was just so wet. Um, and then Latifi had a small crash. Um, do you want to talk us through what happened there, Harry? Yeah, so... um. Again, it's just the conditions. He just spun off like um, yeah. doesn't really more to on that. Really, really poor conditions. Um, 
Stroll also spun off like literally a couple of seconds after him. Yeah. So, and then around lap twenty, the weather eased off, and basically everyone pitted for lighter tires. Like. Yeah, and the thing about that pit stop was Ferrari double stacked, double stacked, and Charles Leclerc came in second, and I think that that is definitely what lost him the Grand Prix, and I think he yeah, agree with me. He did, had yeah. pole position. He had everything. Um, and now he just was double stacked and he was like, he was he, very annoyed. Yeah. Me. Oh, he was very annoyed. I would have been furious as well. Like, I, I think we've spoken about this before and now what happened to him last year, but in Monaco and like, he just has a sort of virus and he cannot win in Monaco. I don't know what yeah, it is. His home race. His home race, it's his home race. It's like there was an Irish Grand Prix for us and we just kept getting so close. We got pole position all the time, but then the car failed or the pit stop strategy failed or the team failed or something that the t- something happened and they couldn't do it, which is, is very annoying for him. Um, I do have to say that, but it was great for Verstappen, who has now extended his lead at the top of the championship, which was fantastic. Um, but then yeah, signs has the word I would use first. Well, we all have our different opinions, I suppose. Signs has a fantastic save there. He was going at quite a high speed. He was about a tenth of a second from just being into the barrier. A really good save there. I think you can. Everybody can agree with with me on that one. It was really good. Yeah. Um. Then Schumacher crashed, which I mean, I'm not surprised. He's not a good driver. Like. Um yeah, just to just to give the just to give some background here, um Harry is not a huge fan of Mick Schumacher after what happened at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um and it ended up losing Hamilton the championship, so I think you have a bit of a bit of hatred for that driver. Yeah. That be fair I, to say. I mean good reason, like. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um Anyway, not the biggest fan of uh, Schumacher, but I'm neutral. So, yeah, he's it was a, out. It was a huge crash, in fairness to him. Like, how does he crash all the time? He was spun everywhere and into the barrier. There was just everything was all over the place. They had to call a red flag, from our understanding, because it was just such a bad crash. It was, it was. I don't know how he did it, to be honest. Yeah, he, 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 he never fails to surprise us. Um, no. Yeah, and then, yeah, red flag. And then Zhu, um, Zhou, sorry. Zhou, um, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought it was Guan Yu Zhou, but I'm fairly sure it's like Zhou Guan Yu or something. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, sorry for the uh, bad pronunciation. Anyway, he had an amazing save, which is probably better than science. Um, yeah. He did, yeah. And then, yeah, that was basically the race from there. Um, it was a Paris. Signs Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell, Norris, Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hampton, Valtteri Bottas, and Sebastian Vettel are top ten. James John gives bottom ten. Yeah, I will. Um, so in the bottom ten we had so Vettel was number ten, as you said. Then Gasly, AlphaTauri number eleven, with Ocon in number twelve. Ocon had a kind of a bit of a tangle with Hamilton, but they managed to scrape through. Uh, Ricardo in 13th, the Aussie getting a not-so-great result there. Um, Lance Stroll in 14th with his Canadian 
uh, his well, not even teammate, but his Canadian counterpart, Nicolas Latifi, coming in 15th. Guan Yu Zhou, 16th position. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, 17th for the Japanese driver. 18th for Alex Albon. 19th for Mick Schumacher. And Magnussen got 20th. Just noting there that Albon, Schumacher and Magnussen did not finish the Grand Prix as well. Um, so, before we move on to the Spanish Grand Prix, um, there, I had a couple of polls out on uh, the Twitter that um, loads of people voted in. So, I'm going to read out to you what um, the result for those polls um, was. So, the first one, which I posted, I believe was... I'll get it here. Um, on the 24th of... Um, yeah, the 24th of May was after the Spanish Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton was voted driver of the day, getting from 18th position up to 5th place. Was he a deserved driver of the day? So, thanks for everybody who 19th, voted. actually. 19th place. I do apologise. He came from yeah. 19th place to get into 5th. So, I um, put up a vote. I didn't vote in this, just to answer that as well. Um, so, 25% of the people who voted said that he didn't deserve driver of the day. 50% said he had a water drive, it was an excellent drive and he deserved it, and 25% said he was alright. So, what do you think on that one, Harry? Well, obviously, like I said, I wouldn't say he deserves it, but from a neutral yeah. standpoint, he absolutely deserved it. Like I think he did in fairness to from, him. He was good very in fairness. Start, yeah. He was at the well, he was basically at the back, like there's Magnuson behind him. Magnuson's nobody likes, no one likes Magnuson. Um, so, Magnuson, so Hamilton, spun out, he was about a minute behind everyone else and he yeah. somehow came back to like fifth place was his highest no what was it fourth place was his highest in the race he didn't finish fourth no he but finished. he he did drive a good race in fairness yeah um i personally think he deserved it like again from a non-biased standpoint he it was an amazing drive if you were to keep driving like that he might actually have a chance at winning yeah uh, no it was a good drive yeah it was and it was an excellent drive um and so the second poll i put up was so if you haven't heard of this um aston martin there was a bit of controversy between aston martin and red bull um saying that aston martin ripped off the kind of side pods and copied the side pods that red bull have on their current 2021 car so um this poll got a a lot of votes actually uh, a lot more than the other one um so 55.6% of the people who voted said yes, totally, uh, Aston Martin ripped off um, the Red Bull car. 33.3% of the voters said no, stop complaining. And 11.1% of the voters said, why is this a poll? So whoever said that, well, it's a poll. Why are all polls polls, I suppose? But that's just a question of questions, I suppose. But yeah, no, that was the result to that one. So in my opinion... The side pods were very similar um to the Red Bull ones. I don't know if you if you heard about that story, Harry, did you? I did, yeah. Um what was your opinion on it? Did you see did you see the side pods that um Yeah, I think I think it wasn't necessarily a hundred percent rip off, but the guest definitely got inspiration. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, that was the result for that poll. So um I think it's time to move on to the next part of the um this episode the final part which is the spanish grand prix
and we're going to start with Harry's experience from Spain. So Harry, I'm going to let you take it away from your trip to Barcelona. I'm going to put myself on mute and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you talk. All right. So um, I went to qualifying and the race, obviously. Um, and yeah, qualifying, like, I mean, you can just watch your highlights. Like nothing too exciting happened. Like since, you know, they weren't racing against each other. So nothing exciting, but it was still really, really cool to see the cars live in person and they are much louder than you think they are like a lot louder um yeah the, the qualifying was good it was really really hot it was like nearly 40 degrees it was mad um i suppose that's what you get when you go to spain um and race where i was i was sitting on corner four or five um and yeah, I saw lots of action from Russell and Verstappen, and um, you know, we did a little skirmish. I saw a lot of that where I was. Um, I saw, yeah, I was directly next to the track. Like, I mean, the track was literally only like four meters away. Um, cars were really, really, really fast. Like, you, 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 you barely see them. Like, they're like, just cross you over, and then they're gone. So yeah, it it was mad. Obviously, like it's expensive, but if you have the money, I would highly recommend you go. It's a great weekend, and if you go somewhere like Spain, you can explore Barcelona or whatever as well. So good weekend out, fast cars, really hot, but lots of battling from where I could see it. Yeah. yeah, I I heard the heat was just unbearable. Like, uh, what forty degrees? That's just yeah. That's just crazy. And at the moment, New Delhi and Western India and Pakistan have like 48 degrees. So that's just unbearable, to be honest, to have that sort of that sort of temperature, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know uh, I obviously envy you going to a Grand Prix. I haven't been to one. I'd love to go. Um, but yeah, it sounded great. So, um, do you want to review the actual Spanish Grand Prix that happened in Spain? What the one yeah. you were at? Yeah. So the Grand Prix. Um. So it was actually a very good Grand Prix. I watched the. I watched the race at home. Obviously, you watched it from from Spain. So we'll have two different takes on it. But um, do you want to start off with the the first thing that that happened? Uh, right. So what makes i suppose that's what like so magazine absolutely cut off hamilton and tore his like front wing and then Hamilton spun off as he rightly should have but then hamilton gosh he stayed on the track but his car is damaged so he had a really slow lap which he had to pitch for but then once he pitches obviously he as i say as um it's hammer. It was hammer time for him, and he got fourth somehow. We'll come to that. Yeah. But signs spun off in his own home race, and when I was there, when that happened, they were not happy. At I'm sure. All. Yeah. It, That's it. That's they it. were they're, like take going crazy. In Spanish. Yeah. Um, I had this one really enthusiastic, we'll say, uh, science fan next week from Spain. And they were screaming their head off, which was kind of funny. Um, really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, then Verstappen spun off also. So I say there's some debris left on the track from the crash or something because it's the same corner. Yeah. 
It just seemed to be like a kind of a slidey corner. Did you see sign spin off? Was that in front of you? No, I was further up the tracks. Yeah, I was a four or five. I was, I was more, um, I was probably more six or seven, actually. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was obviously something slippy there that, that caused that. But then Russell and Verstappen was a great fight, wasn't it? Because Perez let Verstappen past. Um, yeah. That was, they were fighting. And I think you mentioned that you saw some of that, did you? You saw them, yeah, they, saw them attacking at like, each other when they, yeah, exactly. when, when they drove past you. Yeah, I did. Um, it was cool, like, cause they were side by side, and then Russell got past. Obviously, eventually, conceded, and uh, Verstappen took over. But what what I saw, um, yeah, Russell was holding him off very well. For like, in fairness, him. Um, yeah, and then the best bit of the Spanish Grand Prix, Charles Leclerc loses power. What, and absolutely instrumental yeah occasion for... in the grand prix that's only way i can put it because it's now so verstappen's leading the championship at the moment by nine points i think it's nine points um, not just because it's verstappen but i honestly don't see how he's winning like obviously you know he has more points and stuff but it just seems like leclerc has won more races as verstappen has had a couple of dnfs like i said i'm not taking go verstappen but like it just seems, you know, like up to Monaco, more. every Grand Prix Verstappen finished, he won. Yeah. Um, and he didn't finish in two, which was Bahrain and what was the second Grand Prix he got the DNF in? Um, Bahrain and oh, is it um? It was Australia. Australia. Australia? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so he got them in Australia, and Leclerc won both of them, obviously, and that gave him a huge lead. But then, with Leclerc retiring here, this gives him 25 points, so he gets back on one of those Grand Prix, let's say. And because yeah. he won all those other races, that's what gave him the points advantage, I suppose, to get in front, because he won the races that he finished. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I've got to say... Then Perez let Verstappen pass into the lead of the Grand Prix, which in fairness to Perez, well done. He took it well. But if I was Perez, I would have been furious with the team. Like, yeah, same. I say he was like, like he, but... he won Monaco, which was, I suppose, um, uh, some kind of relief to him and made him a bit happier. But I don't think that he would have been happy at all. Um, with yeah. that, and he wasn't like you could see, uh, you could hear. He just was disappointed that he had to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was um, if I were him, I probably wouldn't have given him the thing. Like as in, um, obviously for the team, it was a better move. But like out of just, I'd say in the moment, rage, I probably wouldn't have like so yeah. for him. I, I, I'd, I'd understand that as well because like you would be just. Oh, you're gonna win the Grand Prix, but then your teammate, your team, and your teammate want to. Your team wants your teammate to go past. But in fairness to Verstappen, he probably would have overtaken towards the end anyway. Probably. They didn't want. They didn't want them battling either, and then like Perez would touch Verstappen or vice versa, and they'd both be out, and that would be a disaster. Ricardo Verstappen incident a couple years ago. Yeah, that would be a total disaster. They couldn't afford to let that happen. So I yeah. think that that that's definitely why they did it, you know. And Perez took it well and I suppose he got he got a consolation there in Monaco last last yeah. week. 
Exactly. And then um, Hamilton overtook Sainz, and then Sainz overtook Hamilton. So Hamilton, yeah, his highest point was fourth, and then he finished fifth, which is, is amazing. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Like, yeah, no, it was in fairness to him. It was an excellent result for the place he was in after, at lap two and three. He was in a very bad place. I was like, oh, Harry must be gutted. He's flown all I the way was. out to Spain. And here's Lewis Hamilton trudging along in 19th position. And, and where I was sitting, there's no big screen ahead of me. So I had no idea why I was going onto the train ride home. So I, I didn't know that um, Magazine hit him. So I thought it was just Hamilton having a poor race. Um, yeah. And since I couldn't get any 4G, I wasn't 100% sure where he is. Like, obviously, I knew he moved up the ranks. But since, you know, I was just sitting in one area, I couldn't see all his overtakes. So it's really a puzzle. I, I, um, I was surprised um, he finished where he finished. Like Yeah, no, it was an excellent, it was an excellent uh, finish for him, um, for, for what he did, do you know? Yeah, so that's Spanish Grand Prix. And also, that's the end of our podcast, isn't it? Yeah, just a couple of things I'd like to say. Um, so I'm actually looking at RSS at the moment, which has some very, very inter- interesting analytics for us, which I'd like to share. So a shout out to the 27 downloads we have in San Jose in the United States of America. So someone in the United States is listening to our podcast, Harry. Yeah, shout out to you. Very yeah, and the 19 downloads in Brussels in Belgium. Um, merci beaucoup. Um, and thank you for making those downloads as well we also have 11 here in so in ashburn in the united states of america sorry i don't know where that is but i think it's in like the middle of america but that america is a big place but thank you anyway so much for yeah. downloading make sure to follow please follow um on all the socials um and yeah thanks you can join our fantasy team as well um make sure you join that or or one of our listeners has already joined that and that's good fun i'm currently leading it at the moment by about 80 points i think i have not logged on to that in a while but obviously um, you probably are we um there's still a load of the season left so please do join and especially if you're on f1 fantasy at the moment and so thanks so much for listening and i've really enjoyed this episode it's i hope you have as well um, but for now, thank you for everyone who's listened to the show so far. Obviously, we can now do more episodes over the summer as we've got our, our school holidays today, so we can do them more regularly, um, which is great as well. So I'm I'm really happy with that, and hopefully we should have one, if not weekly, every second week. We'll be going on holidays and stuff, but we should have them quite regularly. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been Harry Murphy. I've been James Toomey. Thank you so much for listening. Good night, goodbye, good afternoon.